guys sitting in a closet, just two guys sitting in a closet, just two guys sitting in a closet that's not in you under. We're just really sitting in a closet and we're doing whatever we want. I slightly. Welcome back, everyone. This is two guys sitting in a closet. I am joined by the MVP of this POD. That's TBV. Tyler Velez. Let's hear it, Tyler. How you doing? Wow. I was not expecting <laughs> such a gracious welcome, and gracious is how it feels to be on this podcast. And, you know, I would say that the real MVP is Mr. Maximilian Ives over That's there. That's me. I was actually going to introduce myself as the other MVP. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, MVP is more valuable player. <laughs> 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 for you it was mediocre valuable player so. or maybe like maybe like maybe valuable player <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see how it plays out though yeah i'm i'm actually really excited about this i've had this idea i think since day one of the podcast but i've been holding on to it because it, it i wanted a little juice to be flowing uh for those who aren't familiar this podcast two guys sitting in a closet we just actually sit in the closet and each episode we do something different there's no set theme of it there is a set structure i was gonna say structure but there's a set structure and the structure is we review our recommendations from the last episode we get in our main topic and then we give each other recommendations for next episode and i say let's jump into those old recommendations let's discuss you told me to watch the movie gangs of new york which is a pretty easy recommendation although it took time <laughs> it's a long i watched it in like film. two or three sessions it's a long film. I, I've i learned for long movies to just watch them. And if you're not like super fully invested, just take a break and like watch the next half the next day. And it's honestly made long movies so much better. It's just like a two-parter. Definitely. I could see that. Um, so, let's see. It's been a little while since I watched it, but I have notes on my phone. <laughs> let's see. Um, the first thing I said, this movie is so fucking long. <laughs> like looking at <laughs> It um, is so long. This is not a sponsor, but I used NordVPN because <laughs> it was on Japanese Netflix. So I had to I had to trick Netflix into thinking it was in Japan so I could watch it. Unfortunately, they didn't have English subtitles. They only had Japanese subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> and I like watching the subtitles because I never hear anything. But I don't read Japanese. Yet. Yet. Uh, I was surprised John C. Riley just like showed up. <laughs> These are just like some of my, I'm just, I'm giving little thoughts and then I'll get into the meat of it. Uh, should I grow a Daniel Day-Lewis mustache? I wish I could. I don't think I could, but like <laughs> that thing is nice. I wrote racism is bad like several times. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a big one. <laughs> How does a knife to a throat create so much sexual tension when Leo has, um, who's the, who plays the... Uh, only basically the only woman in the movie. <laughs> um, what's her name? Anyway, Leo like holding a knife to her throat, and I'm like, this is one of the sexiest thing I have ever seen. Like, <laughs> so what does that say about me? <laughs> a few, a lot of these things don't make sense uh, <laughs> anymore to me. I said, this is this is a good note. Leo still looks hot with sweat and cuts and burns, and it's true. <laughs> yeah, even at the shittiest, he looks uh, he looks hot. How I feel about the movie. It was fine. <laughs> I know you really loved it. It didn't really hit me that way. It did inspire me to kind of do some research on the actual historical background of it, which is interesting. It's not, it's sort of accurate, but not really. Oh, okay. But it, it was like, 
it was based on there were gang the gang's names were real. There were gangs of New York. But it wasn't as extreme where they just like kill everyone in the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Daniel J. Lewis's character, like it was a real person, Bill the Butcher. Leo's oh. character wasn't. Okay. Makes sense. Bill the Butcher was just like killed by a jealous bare knuckle boxer, I think. Like I think they had a match. That guy lost and he's like, I'm gonna kill him. I think that's what actually happened to him. So they didn't die in like a street fight during a riot. But like it was a it was a cool time period. I feel like you don't really see in, in New York that you don't really see New York at that time period that often. I feel like I feel like a lot of movies would be set in England during the 1800s, unless it's the Civil War, which is set like on the battlefield. But this was like got to see New York, which I enjoyed. But like I said, none of the characters really hit me that hard, so I wasn't super invested. But what do you what do you like like about the movie? I'm just a sucker for um, history. And the fact that they took a little slice of history that, quite frankly, is really interesting and they built, like, a creative story around it. You know, I'm I'm all about an underdog. I, I love the idea of, like, a spy or, like, a double agent and, like, sort of the, the motivation behind doing what you're doing and then ultimately asking the question like am i any better than the person that i'm fighting against yeah yeah i mean that theme in the movie i thought went pretty well the theme of like racism is bad was super heavy-handed but yeah well that the riots just were like oh they were heavy yeah which again wasn't i don't think was exactly like historical i think it was combined like a quite a few things um but yeah, everyone, takeaway, racism is bad. Cameron Diaz and Leo look Are really good. hot when they're like holding a knife to each other's They're They're great actors and actress. Although I really don't like narration in my movie and I don't think the movie benefited, benefited from having Leo's narration over it. Um, I think most movies, you can take the narra- narration away and they're better for it. Um... So, <laughs> you want to get to my wild recommendation? Alrighty. Let me unpack this. Max recommended that I text this girl that um, he never met. Or but... Instagram was fine. Yeah. Max asked me or recommended that I talk to this girl that he was speaking to that he never met um, because she made cover art for our podcast and he wanted it and max's rationale is that he just wants the cover art because it's good and it'll be helpful for the podcast and i agree with him but ultimately i did not um message coward okay you absolute coward ultimately i did not message this person because this person willfully chose or they willfully decided both of them that they shouldn't talk to each other. So I I didn't, didn't, I didn't decide that, but okay. Well, (laughs) she decided that. And when she decides that it's not a good look within the first like day, a couple days of doing that or even month of doing that to have someone, you know, ask her anything, you know, you know what I mean? I understand your reasoning. It was a long shot. Uh, but you are a coward. L- listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm not a coward, and I'm willing to offer a compromise. We will make a separate email 
that isn't tied to either of us. I have an email for this. Okay, perfect. Then use the email. I don't, I could, I think I have her email. You could just use the email to formally ask and don't put any, use the email to formally ask. Don't put any pressure on receiving it or not. Like it doesn't matter that much. And then let's, let's let that be that. Are you ready for the main topic? Definitely 110% think I'm ready because I mean, I don't know what it is. So, all right. I gave you a little hint. Oh Um, yeah. The picture that you sent me of the avatar. Yes, so we are tackling our favorite show. Let me give you a little background on this. I got an email from Netflix. As you know, they're making the live-action version of Avatar The Last Airbender. They emailed me and they decided that why would they remake a show that's already so perfect? It's not going to add anything. And they were like, Max... Um, we listened to your podcast that hasn't been released at this point because <laughs> we're making a backlog of episodes, <laughs> but we listened to it and we think you and that Tyler guy are geniuses. So what we want is instead of uh, just remaking the show, we want to focus on a different avatar and have our own Netflix canon. And here's, here's our pitch for you. And you got to come up with a pitch for us. The avatar is the bad guy. And now we have 45 minutes starting now to create a pitch for a TV show where the avatar is the villain starting fuck. <laughs> None of these are set to 45, 40, nope, 45, zero, zero start timer. All right, here we are. What do you think? I, I think that. Shows that have a dark protagonist benefit greatly when they're likable. So this avatar like could be maybe like really good looking, a very powerful bender, but just evil. Well, here's the thing. I also never said that they were the protagonist. Oh. Because um, I tried my best not to really come up with much for this because I wanted to be fresh. But one of the things I was thinking about is maybe um, our protagonist team is like trying to take them down but like this is the avatar they're like the most powerful person and um netflix told me you know in their email that they sent me for real (laughs) (laughs) um they they said that we don't we should respect the current canon of avatar and Korra and the comics in between but if we want to bend a few things it's its own netflix canon so we can go into the future after Korra or in the past before Aang. Interesting. I Hmm. That that's a good that's a good point because putting yourself or putting the show in that perspective is important. Um I don't like going after Korra. Here's the here's the only thing I'll say that is would be interesting about the future is you could like basically have the avatar be the bad guy right and the protagonist the people like trying to take him down take her down whatever are non-benders and they have to like use technology or something to kind of work around that is an idea it's not necessarily what has to be okay i was thinking like i if they go after I was thinking, like, maybe 
in this future, there hasn't just been one bad avatar. Like, maybe the cycle got somehow turned bad and they're trying to actually stop the avatar from reincarnating again. That's what I think of in the future. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. Um, there was the... Can you turn your ringer off? <laughs> oh, sh- is that me? I think so. Sorry about that. Um, there was a quote-unquote bad avatar in the second season of Korra. Um, I don't love their whole explanation about the avatar, and there's like a good spirit and like a bad spirit, um, which is why I'm saying we don't have to respect the canon so much. <laughs> um, but we could totally go like way back in the past, because if in like the second or third episode of Avatar, when they see all the statues of the avatars, there's like thousands of them. So, like, at one point in history, there could have been just, like, a bad avatar. Hmm. I like that. And and imagine if we just did the inverse of the usual plot. So, if the avatar is bad, that's already flipped. Mm -hmm. But then instead of there being one protagonist, maybe there's one bender from each group. And they're the most powerful and have to come together to defeat the avatar collectively. Yeah, um, yeah, perhaps, I mean, like, I'm trying, I want to distance it a bit from the show. It's being on Netflix means that we can go, like, a little more, more mature, like, fire's gonna burn people alive. Oh, that type of thing I'm thinking. okay. Um, the show is, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is, like, a group of friends who have to stop Lord Ozai. Um, Legend of Korra is each season, like, there's a bad guy that she has to defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the good thing about Avatar is, like, Zuko and even Azula, to some extent, were villains, but they were maybe... Uh, well, Zuko was very likable, and you could understand them. And Azula, you could still, like, understand her, and she was fun to watch. And, like... Yeah. Um, and you could... Especially her friends, too. They were They were funny, almost. Yeah. So... Um, you can still have that with the the villain. Um, I think we would. I think like we need to flesh out, you know, who who this person is, why they are like that, and what's their goal. Um, other than just like I'm bad because Netflix sent this email. This time. <laughs> um, which I think is going to be the crux of the show, and then pausing because I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, the, the, why he's bad, I mean, is the obvious, like, cornerstone of the, the, the show. It's got to be the foundation. Like, yeah. Well, we don't need, um, we don't need to get into super details because we're planning out, like, an 8 to 13 episode season. That's, that's what we're doing. This is just, they just want a one season thing. E- each, each season of their new Netflix show and, in the email that they sent that's totally real is they're going to focus on a different avatar and a different time period. So we get to ca- we get to tackle the bad avatar. Okay. I like that. I so, definitely like that. So it's short and it's concise, but it's like we can give a, like our episodes. They can be live action cartoon. We don't really need to focus that on cuz we're just focusing on the story. So I think what we need I think we're both saying the same thing. Let's like flesh out who this avatar is. Yeah. Definitely. I would definitely say that. First of all, I mean, I kind of like the idea of having the Avatar be a female villain. Sure. I mean, 
it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me. Let's uh let's say it's a female um and we're doing pre as opposed to post canon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do pre let's do pre the first run with a female villain. So this is this is pre uh Roku and pre um Kiyoshi probably I'd say like let's this is Go like dragons and airbenders like, are still around. Yeah, like quite a ways back. Yeah, way before I think. Oh, that's yeah. why like it doesn't come up in the show that really they don't really talk about it because this happened so long ago. Huh. That's what I'm thinking. This is just like so like far away from the show that it's not gonna have too much effect. Hmm. What if the first Avatar was a bad Avatar and bending was extremely primitive? And that's the well. Okay, so that's something that you would have to reconcile with because we do we have seen the first Avatar. Oh. Now, I, I said we could erase the canon, especially oh, from Korra. Yeah. Um, but we can still go with that idea and say like the seventh Avatar. Yeah. Know, a little bit forward. There's there's I want kind of bending to have been developed. I I think that's a better place to sit. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because they, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it makes it more entertaining. I mean, the bending is a great part of the show. And adventure, too. Like, I don't want to watch an Avatar show that doesn't involve adventure as an aspect. Like, that's such a core value in the show. For sure. And I think, I think what we could probably do is it's pretty much flipped where before the Avatar was trying to get somewhere and was being chased. But now it's like... Actually, it's the same thing. The Avatar is trying to get somewhere and being chased, but we want the chasers to to win, basically. So when I think of Avatar and I think of the Avatar and I think of bringing balance to the world, I think of when there's an evil Avatar, there isn't balance. And I'm thinking like how much world control or power does this evil Avatar have? Yes. So like the quote unquote evil it's just the methods. I think this avatar should still be trying to like bring balance to the world, bring peace, but their method isn't like Aang, where Aang was like very harmonious and airbender, like everyone get along. This person, I think, could be more... What has come to my mind while we're talking is at the start of Avatar The Last Airbender, there are four nations, right? Four nations live together in harmony. But that's kind of weird when you think about it, that it's like firebenders are in their own nation, earthbenders, like they have all had their own spot. So what if this avatar is like the cause for the splitting of the nations? And then that's the reason going forward that the avatar was supposed to bring peace between them. No, what I'm saying is like the avatar saw chaos with all these different benders, like living in the same spot. Like they all like kind of live together and almost like a Pangea. Oh my God. What if the Avatar, like, goes in the Avatar state and, like, literally splits up continents? That would be crazy. Because it's like a, a Pangea. We could even do this that the end of the show, like, they kind of lose. Like, the Avatar, like, gets their, like, succeeds. And, like, our protagonists can maybe um, have, like, partial wins, but they don't really stop him from splitting up the four nations. Yeah, I like the idea of that, and we could always come up with um, some sort of explanation for why this particular avatar 
um, did that and why avatars going forward seek to bring harmony between those nations? Well, no, no. So what I'm trying to say is that's still the avatars end goal is to bring balance to the whole world. But like the way they're going about it is villainous. Oh, so he is essentially his idea of balance in the world is essentially segregation. Yes. Of benders. Yes. Okay. I, I get what you're saying now. Okay. Okay. Now I'm following. Because you. isn't it? It's so weird, right? And like, yeah. That's in, no. That is weird. That's in Korra. That's in um, the Avatar comics about like they made Republic City where like different kinds of benders could be, and like so that this little this little show we're making extends way down where they have to like finally start putting stuff back together. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. And going to that initial split and what the world was like before it was split is like a really interesting and cool concept. Yeah. And things can be kind of primitive. We can like really set back the technology. Bending still kind of primitive, but like kind like still st- pretty powerful. Like it's still bending. Yeah. Um, but like as you know, real martial arts have aged, they've been more advanced, just like that, basically. Um I think two things that are going to make this easier. Where did this avatar, um, like, what was their native bending? You know, all the avatars start with, like, their native bending. And what's her name? I think it's just going to make it easier to talk about. We've had air. We've had water as our two main avatars. And we've seen earth and fire as, like, past ones. I like earth because of the idea of physically splitting the world okay so into sections so having that kind of power Earth, to do that i think we should come up with a name something like strong like Toph, like you know they always kind of have that yeah um, or maybe just like something that means earth or ground like something <laughs> primitive like this is a really long time ago like their name would be sig- significant to okay. uh, something about them i'm doing a, a quick search Oops, I need to translate. What are what are earthbenders like? Each nation kind of has like a basis and a different race. I don't know, honestly. I feel like they're kind of like Mongolian, maybe a little south, southern Asian type. I have no idea, honestly. Like, well, I don't know. What do you think? I was just trying to like translate earth into a language. I would just translate it into something like. Something like super primitive, like honestly, like Sanskrit, like like something like as old as you can find, like find like a dead language and like transcript it from that. Let's it doesn't even have to have to do with like a, a region that's close to it. I don't think people are going to call us out on that one. Maybe they will, though. Maybe they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, now, now that we're podcasting that, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let me try, like, the problem is some of these languages, I don't know how to read and I have to listen to, like, how they say it. Oh, yeah, I mean, if it's not in, like, characters. Oops. I tried Mongolian and I don't know how to say it. Let's go with, like, a simple name. Can we do, uh, like, K-A-I, like, just K? Yeah, that's fine. I feel like that's nice and simple. and I like that. We have Korra, we have K, we have Katara. Oh, yeah, I like that. Okay, that's a... <laughs> Wait, what if we did, um, instead of K, what if we did, like, um, something more like, because K is different than, like, 
T. Like think of like, like Earthbenders. Kai? Like Umi. Like Toph. Like I feel like K is too flowy. What about Kai? Kai, I like that. Kai, still like spell. That. We can still spell it the same. Yeah, <laughs> Kai, Kai. Okay, so Avatar Kai, which maybe someone listening to the podcast is like, that's a boy's name. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. It's Kai. Yeah, Avatar Kai, um, the Earthbender. All right, what? Let's. Okay, so we have that person, um, and I think they should be um, Avatar. That was like kids. Korra was like teens. We're going full adults. This is dark. This is gritty. This is Netflix, baby. We're mature. So Kai doesn't go on this. I don't think they start their whole like quest to separate the nations until they're older, 20s, maybe even early 30s, right? Definitely. So let's talk about what the world is like at the start of this show. So bending is established. Like bending isn't... um only tied to where it was originally learned from it's it's spread throughout the globe there there's no there's nowhere that there aren't benders but there's no also um i guess like society isn't organized based on bending yet yeah but i think there should still be almost like a tribalism that's like firebenders still kind of hang out with firebenders but there's a lot more warlike like it's almost like bending cults because you have to learn from other benders so like there's these bending cults there's these non-benders and there's chaos ultimately yeah i think pretty much all of the benders are at war with all the other benders so our kai's solution is like i'm separating you like basically like for toddlers uh, my grandma's calling me. <laughs> Can't pick up right now. Um, basically, like, if you had two toddlers fighting, like, you would separate them. But, like, that's not necessarily the best solution. And we can have other people, uh, depending on who we focus on, you know, this quote-unquote bad avatar could still be our protagonist. You're going to have a bad protagonist. So we have to decide kind of how we want to structure the show. But anyway, other people's opinion is like, no we don't have to like separate the world. That's going to like cause all its own problems. People are going to be more entrenched in their tribes type of thing. So like this ultimate solution where they split apart the world is leads up to that, like a hundred years war with the, the fire nation because the fire nation was so entrenched to like fire, 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 fire. Then they're like, we got to take over the world. Yeah. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. So their quest was to promote, was to bring harmony to the world, but they didn't get that unity aspect. Yeah. Harmony through separation as opposed to like integration and um, acceptance. I like that. Okay. We're like, I feel like we're like halfway through. So we got, um, no, I, at time wise, but I think we have to actually talk about story. Oh, well, yeah, we've only pretty much set up the entire background. So I want to say the world is not like quite, it's not like cities. There might be some small towns, but it's very, I think, very like almost nomadic and tribal. Kind of like early humans where there's not like anything super structured. What about spirits? Are spirits separated in the spirit world at this point? Or are there still like more spirits? So um, I would say that spirits are separated into the spirit world, but the tribalism and bending ooh. is connected to the spirits. Ooh, ooh. ooh. What if the Avatar is like, 
listen, the spirits used to roam all around this world and the world was chaos. We've separated out the spirits. Now I have to separate out the benders. Yeah, I like that. So they like look to this example. And um, just for me, I want to, we don't have to talk too much detail on this, but we have to have Ko the face stealer. That's my favorite spirit. It's so spooky. (laughs) So spooky. Oh my gosh. I I love that spirit so much. I don't know if that can play like a key plot point, but like, oh, that has to come. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, the spirits, um, even though they're not going to roam, they're still going to be involved because you're going to have these people that are um, worshiping certain spirits, you know, with everything being so desperate. Like you could run into a town that all worships this one particular spirit that does something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that still carries on in the avatar world. But like, all right, so we've got a bit of background. Um I wish, honestly, I wish we had like hours to flesh this out. I know. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're making fan fiction right now. That's what we're doing. <laughs> but like, there's a reason people do it. Um, okay. So we have Kai. Um, I want to, I mean, their personality, we can fl- fit that in with the earth is they're like grounded and they're about toughness, about strength. Um, does Kai is Kai like a leader of people? Yeah, I think that um, the one thing is that I think that Kai's decision making is like almost almost devoid of any compassion. But I think as a person and her actions and her interactions with the people around her and the people she speaks to, she's still very likable. If that makes sense, she yeah. So she's like. I think it's hard to say, like, force someone to be like, this is likable without too many details. But I think the way we go about likability is that, like, she's smart and she knows, like, what to do. And she's very, like, confident and sure of herself and has a charisma. But almost, I won't, I don't want to say socio, like, she's not a sociopath. I think she still, like, is able to relate to people and she wants what's best for people, but she doesn't have that layer of compassion that you know ang would have like he sees a squirrel about to get (laughs) crushed by like a fire nation tank he'll go help the squirrel but this person is like very goal oriented but they have a a charisma that like draws people in and you know we'll rely on the actor for that it's fine (laughs) yeah i think we need an actor with a very very high emotional intelligence like a super high emotional intelligence but then also like not devoid of compassion to the point like you said where they're a sociopath or like a narcissist or something but but definitely noticeably lacking compared to an average person well it's just like kai knows that she's right whatever she does she's like she's like this is the right thing yeah so she will like it's black or white to her yes essentially she she's a black and white person yes versus people will say but this when you do this but she has like a charisma and people like she's able to get people to her cause that type of thing almost i guess a little fascist to an extent um which i know cora had in the fourth season i don't know how much of cora have you watched but like i haven't watched it i've watched like one and two of cora um but like in the fourth season it was like kind of tackling fascism and like avatar again was like a fascist dictatorship almost but like that kind of thinking like but instead of my group is going to succeed over everyone it's like i'm going to figure out a way to force all of you to be in peace. I'm going to force peace through might. Basically. I feel like that's hers. But she's not like as forceful as I was just doing that. She's like, this is the way things are going to be. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's her personality. 
I think we need uh, her antagonist. I'm almost thinking, let's just make Kai the protagonist, but like we're not rooting for the protagonist to succeed. In the same way, like you have Thanos and the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Where he was kind of like the focus of at least the first movie, but you're like, I don't want him to kill half the universe. Um, so basically we want to get the audience to root against the world's going to the status quo of the show that they love, which is like a tall order, but I think it's possible. Um, so who are the other, who are the other people we focus on? Who are like our Zuko's, but in this case, they're like doing good. Hmm. I think, I think it would make sense to have four different benders. I know that's like just copying the show basically but it would make sense like hey we can all get along like we don't have to separate everyone like we don't want everyone to be separated we're friends we love each other i think even even adding a non-bender and then potentially elevating the waterbender and sort of like having this prominent and powerful waterbender who's also very compassionate and doesn't want to see um people separated because like you have to ask questions like well because the waterbenders get the fucking poles and they're like it's too cold (laughs) (laughs) please exactly you know some people get the shit end of the stick so everyone's got their own interests um the airbenders are like we're just gonna be nomads and travel everywhere (laughs) don't worry about it um okay so we got a pangea we've got someone who wants to separate the world um I think we need to. We only have a season, so we can't have too many characters to focus on. That's a big thing. Yeah. Like Avatar had twenty plus episode seasons, and they had three of those. Um, Korra had shorter seasons, but they had four seasons. But we're like, we need to focus. So I almost want to make our team not Avatar, um, kind of small. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. I what if that. um you gotta have an animal animal like Appa or the polar bear dog whose name I don't remember but was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got to put that in the team. That's like a requirement. But um, what if we had a spirit, like part of the team? Interesting. Or do you think like spirits are too otherworldly and too like disassociated with everything? I think. Or, I mean, they might be too powerful even. I think that it would be really interesting if um, the spirits were in play in the sense that, like, if you have one person from each bending element, that particular person might be especially connected more than all the other benders to their, like, home spirit, almost. And, like, they could channel their energy, but I don't think they should be a character. Okay. I had I had a thought for the ending. Um... It's so easy to be like the ending is a big battle, right? Yeah. What if we had What if we had the um good guys win, right? And like their winning isn't necessarily a battle, their winning is like an exchange of ideas and like able to convince Kai you're going wrong the wrong path. And like that gives Kai her her arc of like not everything's black and white. That's like her main arc, right? But then something happens at like the last 15 minutes that upsets Kai so much that she goes into the Avatar state, like the most powerful Avatar state the world's ever seen, to like split 
Pangea into different continents, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think that's fulfilling because you still have the good guys win, but in the end, like they couldn't get that extra mile. And I think it should be some action that these good guys had to take that like leads to their ultimate downfall of like Kai snapping. And this is where we bring in Ko the face stealer. <laughs> I want them to steal someone that Kai loves. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like That would be. That that's a good idea. Something like it doesn't have to be that. I just love Ko so much. Yeah, I love I love Ko too. I, I like that ending. I think what's really cool about that ending, I mean, actually one thing that I would add to that ending is that Kai expends so much energy um, doing this world splitting that I think, like, at the end of the day, like, it could have a dark ending and ultimately, like, kill her. And then, like, in, like, the epilogue, you could see, like, the four people who lived through that, like, slowly traveling between the nations and, like, you could see more and more boats coming over time up until Fire Nation attack, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, so I see two possibilities with that. If you go that she ends up dying from the the energy that she put out, you have the epilogue of being, like, four different benders um, go to the Fire Nation now, the Fire Islands, whatever, to find the next Avatar. It's like, raise them to do better. Mm -hmm. Or you could have Kai see, like, like, she was on the brink of being convinced and like not going to do this and then see that she doesn't, she doesn't die. She can see like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Like I've drastically altered the world and have a little more uplifting of an ending instead of she dying. Like she's trying to work towards. Okay. What if, because her home bending is earth bending, the final real final after she splits the world is a small battle between the four of them and her, but then ultimately it comes down to a conversation of words. And then the end of the show is Kai making, um, like earth routes, um, to be able to physically for them to physically be able to travel to each other. But that's not in like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. True. Cause they're all actually not technically touching each other. They're all separated by water. Aren't they? Yeah, so maybe maybe we do. But how can we propel it forward to where the nations are segregated, but they're they're traveling and good until the Fire Nation attacks? Like like how can we end the show where they know it's going that way? I don't think I think we want to set this so far back in the past. Like the Fire Nation attacking is like almost like it's not really like it doesn't even matter. It's so it's like. It's like something happening in 100 AD and like now, like almost like that, where it's like so far back where this is just like kind of its own story. But you can see like how the xenophobia could be building up and like splitting everyone apart is just going to like build more of like the separation that ultimately leads to the Fire Nation seeing their own supremacy over everyone and wanting to wage war. Okay, so then, so then maybe there isn't a physical resolution to Kai splitting the world, but just the emotional resolution of regret for what she's done, and then it ends. Or, I mean, I do also like seeing the next Avatar in the cycle, like, being born. 
That is pretty cool. But then you're leaving. I I, I don't like. We leaving. want Kai to like. I don't like leaving cliffhangers when you know you're not gonna ever do anything with it. I don't know. It just. Yeah, t- I think I think we'll, I think leaving the story where she survives and she has regrets and she sees more of the gray and like although. Like what she's done is pretty much unfixable at this point. She wants to do the best that she can to like. She still she wants to still achieve this goal of unity, so she wants to do the best she can to like continue this. But she's on a better path. I think that's good, and that's like leaves you with enough. Like you don't end the story with no more. You leave the audience like kind of wanting more. Like okay, what else does she do? Yeah. Um. Okay, we have our ending. We don't have full details, but we know that. Kai is about to do the thing that she said she was going to do. Battle. Conversation. Realizes it. Something bad happens. Wow, these are really broad strokes. <laughs> Splits the world. Comes down from this, like, terrible anger. And is regretful. And I think... I do think we should work in anger as part of her character. That she has a hard time controlling her anger. Yeah, I could see that. So that that kind of like leads in. That's another thing that she has to work on, and like that's her ultimate downfall. That's her Achilles' heel. Um, is like her hubris and her anger, are like the ultimate downfall of her. Um. Cool. Yeah, I like that. But like, <laughs> what's the story though? We got we got like we got a beginning and an ending. Yeah. <laughs> But like you know, the middle is kind yeah, of the like, biggest what part. What drives like from the well? Well, I mean, we didn't even describe the beginning. We really just set the scene. We didn't say like this is where the show starts. Yeah. So I think we start with Kai, right? And I think she should know all four elements. It's not yeah. a story of her learning bending. She knows bending. Yeah. And she's a good bender. But I think it's like a story of her trying to find a solution to this problem and like going down a darker path. Yeah, I definitely think it should be... Uh, We're breaking uh, yeah. batting Avatar. <laughs> I definitely think it should be, like, her, um, like, being genuinely bothered that there's these problems in the world, but then ultimately coming up with a solution that um, is right in her mind, but doesn't have that compassion that the world needs okay here's here's i think what would be a good setup avatar kai is leading an earthbender army not all earthbenders they're not like all one nation yet still tribal but like her tribe of earthbenders against a different um or should it be earthbender versus earthbender and she thinks like i need to separate these out into nations so that now that's too complicated Against like let's say water no let's say airbenders because we don't get a, we haven't got a lot of airbenders and airbenders right and let's see them not be like nomadic monks let's see them be like you know fighters right so earth versus air she's like leading this army and then um, their army won their army wins but she like meditates talks to some past talks to like the past airbender avatar and like that discussion leads to like you're like promoting violence you need to be promoting unity you're the avatar like you shouldn't be taking sides that type of thing and like that can lead to her you know end of first episode beginning of second episode like i said we got to cut quick we don't have like a ton of time but that leads to her like seeing the state of the world and seeing how much chaos it is and becoming determined to fix it right that's our setup exposition 
like where she starts and now she's has her journey. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think what would be really interesting is if there was a scene very early on where there's tribal fighting and she uses her bending to make a physical rift in the oh, earth between foreshadowing them. like like in like the first or second episode like just yeah. that small That's, little rift that should be like the first battle yeah or no maybe she's not leading the army maybe she like stumbles on the army a fighting like and her then people she separates them and she like didn't want to go and they're like we need the avatar we would win if we had the avatar and she sees them and she's like no like i'm supposed to be promoting unity mm-hmm. by separating Boom, foreshadowing. Um, I like that. Okay, cool. But that almost like that's kind of pushing her towards being the good guy. Like, how do we have this fall of this character? I like her almost being starting kind of good and like falls down almost tragically uh, as she like goes down this path towards separating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that like while hmm. she set while she separates, like people have to fall in, like. People are going to die in our Avatar show. The fans of Avatar are older now. This is a mature one. So, like, her separating isn't a nonviolent action. It's violent. But it, like, stops the big bloodshed by, like, still bloodshed. And that's, like, the thing. She's, like, black or white. Here's the white option. People are going to die. Whatever. (laughs) Rip them apart. Yeah. You know what? I could see that. And and it doesn't even have to be like a rift in the ground. Like she could send a giant wall up and send people flying yeah. and then blast everyone with air on both sides like away. Yeah, details and then say, details. like go away. Okay, but like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how does this how does it like what's her next step in her journey? And like how are people finding out about this? And how do we create an opposing force to like what she wants to do? And like, if the end goal is just like, I need to go in the avatar state and split everything. Like, why doesn't she just do that at the start? I feel like she, the biggest thing is I feel like she doesn't have that idea yet, but like, she still needs a goal in mind. So I feel like in her travels, the avatar is known throughout the entire world. I don't think that it's, it's not known throughout the, because the avatar is taught in, inherently tied to bending but i do think that there will be a very small minority of just random characters and tribes that are not going to be welcoming to the avatar also just because of how desperate or disparate everything is okay so we have like kind of her journey is going to different places we need to place a why on like why she's seeing these different places. Maybe she sees a place where like benders have been segregated, you know, and like it's peaceful, but it's like very, there's like a lot of order and it's like people don't really have freedom. And she sees that as like kind of a good thing. Um, That type of thing where like she's seeing (laughs) racism is bad. Everyone. (laughs) She sees like to be racist, basically. Maybe she's looking for um, guidance um, from like a certain spirit and she she can't find it and maybe um, ultimately she at the maybe even ultimately at the end of the show she thinks she's gonna get this all-encompassing solution from somewhere and she never does and that just frustrates her so much that she does the only thing she knows and separates everything like maybe her going around is searching for what to do and the explosion is her just being so frustrated that she could never find it i think that's 
honestly, that's possible to make interesting as like a very like a character study of just Kai, and we don't need an opposing team of like benders. That it's almost like more of a with this one season that we have this like mini series basically. It's like a study on her psychology and like her tragic downfall from this idealist who is headstrong and thinks she knows what's right as she like slowly like does keeps doing she keeps doing the wrong thing in the name of right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Until she does this ultimate like destructive act. Uh huh. I think that's super interesting. I don't like (laughs) there's so many details that need to talk about. It's like so broad right now, but like, you know one thing after another i feel like just keeps hitting her yeah like like i said we're making honestly this sounding like the breaking bad <laughs> of avatar where like it's this man who's like i'm gonna get money for my family doing the right thing with the wrong reason she's like i'm gonna bring peace to the world doing the wrong things and she keeps doing the wrong things but like it keeps working quote unquote and we can still have two one to two or we should still have two supporting characters oh absolutely definitely and and at the end they could hit their tipping point with her and that could be that battle that we were talking about where they're like whoa like this is your last like this is the final thing that you've come to like we're going to physically try to stop you from doing this we can't let you do this but then she just obviously is going to overpower them do we and separate the world do we want to do um, like a family route. What if she, I'm just thinking this would be cute. What if she has two younger brothers and they're like twins? Wouldn't that be so cute? Like, having, <laughs> and they're they're earthbenders, and like they're going with her. They're kind of like her disciples. But towards the end, they're getting disillusioned with her cause, her methods, and that's what like snaps her. Is like they're like they have to like physically stop her because she's gonna she's not necessarily gonna separate the world, but she's gonna do something they can't moral. They like are morally objecting to and her own family like the only people in her life who like really truly love her are like fighting her and that's what finally like just makes her completely snap and it's like my way is right avatar state (laughs) rip the world and i mean this is getting extremely dark because they're earthbenders what if the last thing they tried to do was physically bend to stop her and it killed them and ultimately that's what like gave her her compassion being forward and like she's like holy shit like this actually hurt two people yeah well like i can i can like actually see the fact like if she's sitting at the center of the world and she's separating from that point and her two brothers are there in the center like like, they're gonna fall and i can see that like it has to be through her action of like what have i done yeah um, that and they tragically fall and they've been with her the whole show and then and then we need like a little epilogue that's like a little bright spot of yeah her, like you know either like training <laughs> different benders or something yeah there, there has to be there has to be some sort of um bright spot like that pr- promotes some like some sort of positive change i'm trying to think if there's anything in the show of like that is like a building that we could like say that she made but i can't think of anything that's that ancient it would be interesting to visit some stuff for fan service like having ko and having um the the owl spirit with his library um you know how it gets buried because like he doesn't like humans he's basically separating out the knowledge and that could 
almost like fit in with the theme of like she sees she could be like almost the cause or see the cause of the the library being buried because it's being abused and she's seeing like oh if you have you have to separate things that's a nice bit of fan service that just came to my head oh yeah no definitely i, I mean i'm i'm liking i wish we had five hours to flush this out Hey, frankly, it's, I mean, I wish I got paid to do this. Hey, it's, it's our podcast, so like, if we want to pick this up again, yeah, I mean, we could we could always just do a continuation of it. I mean, no one can tell us not to unless if Avatar's like, no, our fanfic podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, hey, I think I think it's enjoyable. Let's see how much time do we have because we're nowhere. Okay, we've got two minutes and thirty five seconds. Okay, so All right. is, um, are there any yeah. things that we want to add? Let's name the twins. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a pun. We should name them Bow and Tie. Bow Tie? Yeah. Why? Like a, bo- like a bow tie. I mean, that's those are pretty good names. <laughs> and they go with Kai. Bow Tie Kai. Okay. Okay, sure. that would be too funny. We can't. It has to be serious. Um, What if they all rhymed? Like Tie, Bye, and Kai. <laughs> tie, Bye, Kai. Well, they're twins. Let's give them like, let's make their names rhyme. They're like cute. Yeah. Like, Let's do Let's do a two syllable name. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> this might be too much. Yeah, this is like what we're we're like spitballing, we're like, and this is how this and this is how this and there were then we're like, what are the twins' names? Naming we're like, is the oh, hardest thing. Anytime what? I write something, I'll have to do a lot of Googling. So I it's hard to come up on the spot because names are important. And I think Kai really fits this character. So um, let's just maybe let's talk about personality. Um, identical twins, but I don't want them to be exactly the same, right? That's so cliche that they're like the same person. Yeah, yeah, they should be similar. Different. I think twins are usually similar. Yeah, but they need to have their own. Um, one, I think one, you gotta have the comic relief Sokka type character. Maybe not like an exact clone of Sokka, but like comic relief. Which we do not have enough time to flesh out why it's the comic relief, but that's our comic relief character. Yep. The other one is like the Katara compassionate one. Yeah, but also, also I would say that when it comes to um, bending power, they're adept benders. They're not so like they're young. They're her younger yeah. brothers, but they're not so young that they no, they're, 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 they're all harmless. adults. Yeah, yeah, they're adults. Or should they be older? I I think, I think they. The only reason I say older is they could be like almost mentoring, but like she's the avatar, but they're like still. Kind yeah, of you know what? I like them being older. You know, yeah. yeah let, let's go with. They don't that. have to be so much older, but they've always like taken care of her, and now and because they've always taken care of her, they see her going down the dark path. They're still trying to take care of her, but like the only way they see to do that is like through physical force. Yeah. Ultimately, I see. Okay. Because they, they need their own arcs, too. And I want these two characters to be interesting. Maybe we call them, instead of time. Oh, no, that's time. Okay. So that was her 45 minutes um, on Avatar, the Legend of Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe come up with a better name one day. Anyway, that is our pitch to Netflix. We hope you like it. Let's just give a quick recap here. I had a lot of fun doing this. I wish we had gotten a little bit more. I think an extra 15 minutes, like a full hour, probably would have done right. But that's what we got. That's the podcast rules I set in the beginning. So let's talk about this. Kai is the avatar way back in the past. She is a native earthbender 
and the world is one supercontinent like Pangea and there's a lot of war between the different bending. We open up the show showing a war between Earth and Airbenders and Kai decides the only way through peace is resolving it through separative violence, basically. So um, we see that she's able to achieve a certain peace, but through violence, we see that she's very black and white. We also meet her two brothers. They're identical twins. They're older. They're kind of her mentors. Their names are something and something. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what else you got? Don't make me do the whole summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they are um, traveling around. And, and the reason that they're traveling around is Kai is searching for answers. And she's sort of going down these rabbit holes where um, she thinks at the end of the rabbit hole, there's going to be an answer to how she can solve this huge problem that the world is facing. And every progressive rabbit hole that they go down takes Kai down a darker and darker path until she's ultimately a very frustrated and disturbed person. Yeah, she still has that core of like, I'm rock solid. I know what's right and wrong. But like, even towards the end of the show, even more disillusioned that like, People aren't going to be able to help themselves. I have to force them into peace. And her two brothers see that her methods are becoming more and more extreme. And they've been going along with it. They've been appeasing her. But finally, there's this last straw. And they make a stand to stop her. And that ultimately, she's way more powerful than them. But their betrayal to her ultimately even pushes her to more extremes where she goes into the Avatar state and she splits the world into the four nations that we are used to in the Avatar world, which is really like water, water, <laughs> fire, earth, and then just random air temples. But she doesn't make the air temples, whatever. Um, but that leads to the death of her two brothers, her only family in the world. And we have an epilogue of her. Um, she's training. She has a school for bending and it's for earth. Fire, water, and air. She's teaching all four of them because she's the avatar. And that gives us a little bit of lightness. Maybe that's not the right answer to the epilogue, but that's what I'm coming up with. That she's like having people work together. This just gave me... Uh, we, we missed a critical aspect of this. <laughs> of course and, we did. We missed and, so much. And, and I just realized this. I think that Kai's journey should have some rabbit holes, but I think that Kai needs to go to four different points in the Pangea world to call upon the particular spirit for each bending because she needs the, the called upon spirit to pull the tribes into a consolidated place when Hell she yeah. splits the world. She's going to meet the moon spirit. She's going to meet dragon spirit. And just weird Badgermal spirits along spirit. the way. And... um air bison spirit like yep. those those spirits that'll be sweet we get to see the original moon spirit because we just saw it in fish form mm -hmm. and then it became then it was Sokka's girlfriend yeah. my girlfriend turned into the moon <laughs> <laughs> all right um i'm pretty happy with that avatar the legend of kai um the only reason i'm happy with that is because like i think if tyler and i don't do it on mic off mic we're gonna be writing the show <laughs> <laughs> um so that wraps up the main segment we just have the last little bit here to talk about our recommendations. I'll go first because I know Tyler probably hasn't thought of this yet. Um, but mine is very on brand. I want you to read the first 
comic of Avatar. Um, nice. Okay. It's A- Avatar The Promise. If you just get to the first chapter of it, that's good. I would hope that you read um, the whole thing. The Promise. It's about Aang and Zuko are like the main parts of that. Um, super interesting, like right after the war ended. And I find them interesting because they have a lot of nuance towards kind of what happens after war that it's not just like a complete happy ending. There's rebuilding to do. So um, that's not my favorite comic in the series, but it, it's the first one. So that's where I think you should start. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's great. Now, I mean, I might get sucked into it, so it might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, if you want, <laughs> if you want to read the rest of them, like for sure. The start, I think, the search is my favorite. And a little spoiler has Zuko's mother. Nice, nice. Um, and what happened to her? But yeah, read the first one. Um, I'll hook you. I can hook you up with them. Don't worry, because um, they're expensive. <laughs> uh, you got a recommendation, or do we need to sit in silence while you think? <laughs> <laughs> no i i have a recommendation i think i have a recommendation but um we'll see if i like <laughs> stalling. it no i'm not stalling i i have like one or two recommend you know when you have like one or two and i have a whole list that i keep <laughs> uh, what <laughs> yeah so that way i'm always prepared whenever i think of one i write it down I wish I did that because I think of them randomly and be like, oh, that would be a great recommendation. I would look like a recommendation stud if I recommended Be the change that. you want to see in the world. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to write it down. I, I got the note on my phone right here. Okay. My recommendation will be um, to write a, a, a very short don't put a lot of effort into this like I i'm won't. not i'm not assigning you like i'm not trying to give you like a job to do but like some type of like stupid little like halloween jingle for our next podcast okay are we doing a halloween episode i don't care if it's a halloween because i don't know if we have enough time because listen okay recording yeah. this october 15th we haven't released any episodes yet <laughs> listen it's not necessarily a Halloween. Write something episode. spooky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I just spooky, wanted to be something spooky. Like I like a, a spooky song? element. Like a, a jingle. That's a song. Or not even a song. Like, um, it could just be like anything that remotely has to do with Halloween that's spooky. I'll, I'll leave it that okay. open. It could be a spooky story that you read in your Poe book. Well, I'm not just gonna steal from Poe, but I got. Well, it. yeah. We'll open up the show with Max's literature. <laughs> Max's All spooky right. literature. That. Wraps of the show. I think this was a good one. I had fun. I don't know if the listeners had fun, but I think we had fun. I I mean, now that I did this, I have the urge to do it more. Like <laughs> like think deeply about Avatar. I mean, I just fucking love it. Well, honestly. I've had this Excuse this idea of like the bad Avatar, but I'm I was like, I don't want to think. I like I said, I've had this for months, and I was like, I don't want to come up with any story elements besides like the avatar's bad that was basically Ooh, it that reminded me of something tragic and i'm really sorry everybody listening to this podcast just lost the game <laughs> you gotta try not to think okay. about it well i might edit that out. that was so mean <laughs> <laughs> i just i just all right like, let's let's just respect it let's just I end this please right. shut up i gotta do the outro okay um, thank you so much for listening i've been maximilian ives i'm joined i was joined by my lovely co-host tyler velez um we've been two guys sitting in the closet but now it's time to get out we hope to be in your ear holes soon have a great day great night 
Great morning. We love you. Bye. Guys sitting in a closet that's not in your under. We're just really sitting in a closet and we're doing whatever we want. I slept. Who's the, who plays the uh, only, basically the only woman in the movie? <laughs> um, what's her name? She's Fiona in Shrek. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I know, I know her oh, name. Oh, Fiona in Shrek. Is I, that, um. I know her name. Is that, um. <laughs> she looks exactly like Fiona in the movie. She wears like green. Oh, what is this? I, we're gonna have to. Are <laughs> uh, we gonna? We gonna have to Google this right now. I feel like we don't do it justice unless if we Google it. I well, I'm gonna maybe edit this part out so it seems like I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> we can enjoy these. Bloopers, Cameron, though. Cameron Diaz. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Cameron freaking Diaz. How did we? We're we're editing that out. That's not we even can't a because you just, we you just got so like worked up. It's no, not no, no. But, but, but we. Can, All right, ready? Let's can, okay. Let's, let's okay. take it. Okay. Oh yes, um, a camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. Leo like holding a knife.